are listening to the St. Mark's Podcast for April 3rd, 2021, the Great Vigil of Easter. Today's sermon was given by the Reverend Dr. Justin Crisp. It's common for Christians to assure one another that God will never give us more than we can handle. I'm sorry to say, but that's a lie. Its inspiration comes from a line in the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians that reads, God will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape. Now that's a whole lot more specific than God will never give you more than you can handle, right? While I'm happy to defer to St. Paul on the matter of temptation, it's just a straight-up lie when we make it any more general than that. Whether by God or by nature or by sin or by circumstance or by more than one or by all of the above, human beings are given more than they can handle all the time, as far as I can tell. We're all currently living through an apt reminder of just that fact. Do you remember what this time last year felt like? I've been thinking a very great deal about it, in part because of a conversation I had with my dad last week when Jewel and I were fortunate enough to be able to travel to Tennessee and see them for the first time in 15 months. Dad and I were talking about last March and April, and he said something that just stopped me right in my tracks. He said, we didn't know if we were going to die. If you were like me, those days were long and arduous. They were filled with a monotonous stress and fear. And this Holy Week has been very different for me, I am glad to say. I hope, I suspect, it likely has been for you. I don't mean at all to say that the pandemic is over. It's not. Or to say that we've got it all sorted. We don't. But we have, without a doubt, come a very long way in a year's time. And all of us have very good cause to thank a very good God for good doctors and good nurses, good researchers and good logistics personnel, good vaccines and good people. But before we turn this pandemic into one more parable of how God will never give us more than we can handle, that everything that comes at us in life is livable, we should remember that for 2.8 million people so far, It hasn't been. Christianity is a religion for people who know life regularly gives us more than we can handle. That loads of things cannot be handled on their own by ourselves, whether they're difficult marriages or broken friendships or childhood traumas or catastrophic losses. And for people who know, moreover, that loads of things cannot be really handled at all, at least not definitively, that some diseases will not get cured in time, 
that some griefs we really will take to our deathbeds, that some broken relationships we will not be able to heal. Christianity is a religion for people who know they will take to their graves a very great deal that they just weren't able to handle. And I think the most difficult thing about being a Christian is that the resurrection in which we place our hope takes time, indeed an excruciating amount of it. And in those cases where resurrection doesn't come quickly to these things that we cannot handle, one can begin to suspect it's never going to come at all. One can begin to suspect that one has bought into some Pollyanna bogus mythology passed down through the ages by people either too stupid or too greedy to let go of it. At least I am. I'm struck this evening by how long, by how much time it takes in the stories which Eric Luke's just so beautifully read for us for God to create and then to save the world. And really, just how long it has taken God to create and save the world just up to this point, knowing that God is not nearly done doing so. The creation myth in Genesis depicts not so much an explosion as a drama, one that unfolds over six whole days followed by a seventh of rest. The story of the flood says that the rain lasted 40 days and 40 nights, and that even when Noah thought it was all over, he still had to wait seven more days for the waters to subside and for dry land to reappear. Though the people of Israel crossed the Red Sea to definitive liberation from Egypt, they did so only to wander in the wilderness for 40 more years before entering the land of promise. And it took 70 years to fulfill the prophecy in our last reading from the prophet Ezekiel that God would bring them back to the land of Israel from their captivity in Babylon. And it took 40 dread hours for Christ to be raised after his death on the cross, which we commemorated yesterday on Good Friday, during which 40 hours he himself was, according to the creeds, interred in hell. God takes time. Seven days, 40 nights, 40 years, 40 hours, 70 years, during which time we sit in the dark. We help one another to light fires. and light candles to read by and remind one another that in each of these cases, resurrection still came. The great vigil of Easter is so precious, I think, because it makes us to sit with the truth that God takes God's time. I don't know why God does, but it's true. It makes us to sit with the truth that God takes God's time and that we will, all of us, take a very great deal to our graves because of that.
But just because we do so doesn't mean that God won't raise all of it, even if it seems God never will. Even though its first fruits are often dramatic and splendid, miraculous healings, which I really do believe in and have witnessed or heard you tell me of, unexpected possibilities, or indeed Christ's own empty tomb that morning in 33, Notwithstanding all of that, notwithstanding the fireworks, resurrection in the fullest sense, the resurrection of the world God made good, but which subsequently went sour, that resurrection, our resurrection, is slow. And in that sense, to riff on Pascal, Christ is crucified until the end of the world. And it very well may take an eternity to raise him. What I want for you to remember is that when in a moment, after we have remembered our baptisms into this great mystery at this font, and all the lights suddenly come up, and the organ sounds, and we scream the words that our hearts have longed for at all length, and I hope we will scream them, at least I'll try to. If you're like me, you've longed to say them all year, because last year they really didn't seem to take. That we do all of this stuff in commemoration of a second big bang, which coursed outwards through time, backwards and forwards, from that second in 33 AD when his eyelids opened and his fingers twitched and his heart began to pound. And that that second big bang took place just under 2,000 years ago from today. Some 13.7 billion years after the first one. Just because it takes time even if it takes forever, it does not mean it is not real. I know that you're waiting for resurrections, some of them big and some of them small. Some, God willing, you will get to see in this life, and some which I know that you won't. But whatever it is, and however long it takes, I promise you, it's coming. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You can find more sermons on our website at www.stmarksnewcanon.org